Welcome to Breaking Butterfly, the podcast for the girls who want more out of life. I'm your host, Maddie Maple, confidence and business coach, motivational speaker, and six-figure entrepreneur. I'm here to lead you into ultimate confidence, feminine leadership, and help you create the life of your dreams. So if you're ready for your next up level, let's go. in before I play today's episode for you because I have a very special announcement. Feel the Good doors are now open. Feel the Good is my brand new 10-week program to help you experience more joy, more peace, more happiness, and more ease in your life. There is no denying that these past two years have been a little rough and that's why I'm devoted this year to helping us all simply find peace and feel good again. We like to think that more money or a new romantic relationship or a new job will create our happiness, but it's just not true because we create our happiness. This program will teach you to master your mindset so you can let go of your ego and negative thought patterns, wake up excited to live every single day, and finally just feel good. You will be able to find peace and joy in your life no matter your circumstances. So if you feel like you are always on an emotional roller coaster, you struggle with anxiety and depression or seasonal depression, and you feel like some days you just can't get out of your head, this is for you. And we begin February 2nd, uh, 2-2-22, of course. So if you're ready to feel the good, you can click the link in the show notes to learn more and apply. I love you guys so much. Um, And now for today's episode. Hello guys and welcome back to the Breaking Butterfly podcast or if you're new here, a very, very special welcome. I am so, so grateful to have you here. Today's episode, I have a very special guest and I'm really, really excited about it because she is one of my uh, really good friends and I am just absolutely obsessed and in love with everything she is doing and creating and I just feel honored to be able to share it with you guys, share her with you guys. So Lindsay Darger is a certified sex coach and self-love mentor from Salt Lake City, Utah, and she supports women in breaking through sexual shame and reclaiming their power through pleasure, Akasha greetings, and Kundalini yoga, and she is just absolutely incredible. Um, I've known her for quite a few years now and been, been able to work with her and get to know her very closely. Um just this past year. And again, I'm just, I'm just completely honored to have you here. So say hello and um, yeah, just tell everyone a little bit more about you and say hi. Hi guys. Thank you for the intro, Maddie. You're so sweet. And it's been honestly an honor to get to know you over this last year more specifically. But um, as Maddie mentioned, we've known each other for a few years. We met just through some mutual friends here in Salt Lake kind of through the raving scene. And yes. I, I think the first time I met you was at a show. Yeah. Just like with the group of friends. And um, and then yeah, I of course knew about you through that and then eventually ended up coaching with Maddie uh about this time last year. 
I did a one-on-one program with her and it was just like so amazing. She really helped launch and get my business up and going. And yeah, so I just absolutely love you and really appreciate you for having me on the show. Of course. Of course. I love you so much. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, tell everyone, uh, I think they need to get to know you even more than my, just my little intro. So why don't you just tell everyone how you actually got into this work and everything you're doing now. And, um, like, I, like we said, we met in Utah, so we both grew up in Utah. So maybe a little bit of like your upbringing and just, yeah, how you got here to Lindsay yeah. today. Perfect. I'm going to just go on like a little, uh, rant about yeah. why I even do sex coaching because, um, one, I know that you and I have had conversations about what a joke it is growing up in Utah with all of the dogma and with the LDS religion being mm-hmm. predominant here. There's just so much shame culturally. I mean, yeah. I think that's everywhere, right? Uh, lots of religions have that. Lots of cultures have that. So it's not just Utah. And I'm sure many of you guys can relate to this, but you and I growing up here, I think we got to see firsthand what that was like. So I grew up in Salt Lake area and actually something really unique and different about my family is that I come from a huge family. My dad has two wives. Mm -hmm. I have 17 siblings. So I actually come from a polygamous background and it was really interesting, of course, growing up in that, but more specifically growing up in Utah, being kind of Mormon with like all the same beliefs and stuff that I was taught, but being an outcast in a way. So I think from a really young age, I had this sense of perspective and uh, almost separation from what was culturally happening and taking place because um, there was a lot of judgment thrown towards me for the choices that my parents made. Right. And so I think it allowed me just to step back and be like, okay, what's happening here? Why, why are these people judging me for no reason? Mm-hmm. I'm just like this tiny little girl trying to like make friends. Right. Yeah. Um, and then also just seeing all the stuff that like they were fed, like you can't drink coffee. You can't swear. You can't like show your shoulders. Like you have to wear modest clothing and sex is bad. Like nothing, like don't talk about it. It's for when you're married. Um, it's for your husband. Like it's not even for you. So just, uh, sweep it under the rug. I mean, I remember being a kid and I, our amusement park out in Utah is lagoon. And for my family, we saw Sundays as like a family day. And sometimes we went to church and sometimes we just did like activities together. And I remember being at school in Utah and saying like, Oh yeah, we went to lagoon on Sunday. And it was just like eyes on me, you know? And so not, not even just about like, I can't even imagine for you, like coming from just your family's background, what people might've thought about that. But even for me, just something as simple as, oh, we went to an amusement park on Sunday. Like it was just, the energy is just- You were at church? Yeah. (laughs) It's just like, so you spent money on a Sunday. Like it was just so- bizarre. Anyway, I just, I had to put it out there. It's kind of bizarro here and it's, you know, getting, I feel like more and more cultured kind of, I mean, it's a bubble here. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of like a little explanation of childhood a little bit growing up and like what I feel like started giving me, um, this perspective from like a young age, Mm -hmm. but then, you know, going through puberty myself, having my first sexual experiences, 
kind of navigating that, but not feeling like I could actually like talk about it to my parents or to a lot of people because it was like, I shouldn't be doing this. Like, it's just so secretive, you know? So then there was this whole shame piece for me of like, am I a bad person or like almost like slut shaming that women get right for having a sexual appetite and having desires and wanting to have sex. Um, and so that is really what started me on the journey of like, okay, every time I have these crazy sexual experiences, I feel like more connected to myself, Mm -hmm. to the universe, to like my desires and like what turns me on in life. Like, I just couldn't understand how it was bad. Yeah. How does something that like not only feels so good, but like makes me light up like spiritually, how is that so bad? And is so natural. Like, yeah, we all come from sex. (laughs) Yeah. Like how, yeah. How can something that is like literally on a primal level, it's like a primal need that everybody, I don't, I don't know. It's just so natural. It'd be one thing if we're like going out and like searching for something that's, I mean, it's our own bodies that creates this. It's just so bizarre to me. Well, and everything's created through that energy. Yeah. So that's what like got me on this path. And I started reading different books and, uh, like exploring my body and grabbing a hand mirror and looking and being like, like, what is happening down here? Yeah. And my first, I would say like spark of thinking, okay, this is something I need to teach. And this is something I need to do to support other women was when I learned full female anatomy. I like was like holy shit I didn't know any of this the only thing I was taught in school was here are your ovaries and your uterus and your fallopian tubes you can get pregnant don't have sex or you will get pregnant and you will die and you will die yeah yeah it's like um or like you'll get an STD right so it's like we're only taught about pregnancy and sexually transmitted diseases or infections Mm-hmm. not anything about our pleasure and how it can bring us so much into our lives and how to like harness that energy mm-hmm. and use it for good and also to protect it so that we're not just like sleeping without like everyone and anyone not that that's a bad thing but yeah you're doing it because you just don't know anything and for me I was doing that because I was learning. I was like, I don't, how else are you going to learn? I'm not taught anything. Yeah. And so you just have these experiences, some good, some maybe not great, but that's how I learned. Cause literally I was not taught anything about that. Yeah. And so when I started learning anatomy, I was just like, what? <laughs> this is my body. And like, nobody talks about it. And so then, you know, I just went down like a rabbit hole, like book after book after book and just like exploring and experiencing different like levels of orgasm, just Mm -hmm. all kinds of different, um, toys, breathing practices, like different exercises to use, to expand your orgasm, to have a full body orgasm, like just to find your G spot, to find your cervix, I just went on like this, uh, we'll call it a sex exploration because that sounds fantastic. I love that. But yeah, it was um, it was very eye-opening and it blew my mind that we're not taught this. So yeah. that's kind of what I guess would lead us kind of to this point. I do right now pussy paint nights locally mm-hmm. here in Salt Lake. 
And I actually have the women come to this cute crystal shop. I rent out this room and they show up and I have, you know, all the paint supplies and snacks and like a whole vibe set. I have a yoga instructor come in and teach a flow just to like help them drop into their body and relax. And then they come prepared with an actual photo of their own vulva. So they take it at home, they bring it on their phone. And then when I set up the painting, they're just facing each other, right? So like nobody can see your phone. You're not like looking at each other's pictures. Yeah. Um, There's like total privacy. But then these women get to paint their vulvas on a canvas with paint while I teach full anatomy. And just that, just that lesson, which I'm like going through pretty quickly, yeah. <laughs> takes me an hour just to get through that, like a, a little over an hour, just to explain top to bottom, what we have in our bodies. Like there's a lot, you guys, there's so much. I mean, why, why do you think, so is, it is just like shocking to me too, probably like the whole revelation you had, you know, of just like, why do I not know this? This is insane. Like. I feel like I've been going through that as well, just being like, just kind of shocked. Right. And then even I did an episode a couple of weeks ago with um, a girl named Christina and she is just super passionate about like periods, like talking about periods. And even I, I mean, I was angry when I was having my conversation with her that like, we're just not taught any of this. Like it, it honestly makes me kind of frustrated, but my question is, and I kind of like have my own answer already and I feel like I know what you're going to say but why do you think it's like kept from us like why are we not taught these things I honestly think it's because it's where our greatest power resides that's exactly what I was thinking like 100% you guys like if you even look at the traditional you know chakra system we have our seven chakras And if we look at our root and our sacral, their first two chakras, the first and the second, Mm -hmm. those are connected to sex. The first chakra is connected to things like survival, money, sex. It's like literally your basic needs. And sex is one of them. The second chakra is all about creativity, birthing new ideas into the world, also about money, but in uh, more of that creative give and receive aspect. And all of that is fueled up and out through the other chakras. But if we're not literally building human life inside of our womb, Mm -hmm. all of our creativity is birthed through this energy center. Yeah. And so when you can shut it down, when you can like hide parts of it, when you can shame women for being a woman and for bleeding every month or for wanting to have sex, then you can dim that. And (sighs) I mean, if you look at history and patriarchal crap, it's like literally you guys, what, not even a hundred years ago, like women couldn't even own a bank account. That's like, everything was done through men. And that's not to like downplay men. Cause I think men are amazing. Men are amazing. Like the pendulum, I think sometimes has like swung so far to the other side where it's like, you know, feminism and like only women rule. And I think that sometimes that's so indiscipline disempowering for the men in our lives so I'm all about like that equality there and like bringing both the feminine and the masculine together because together we're the most powerful but yeah I think it's just been shut down because it keeps us small and we are so fucking powerful us women like the level of intuition insight creativity 
that we have in like our freaking pinky is beyond. So when we can tap into that through harnessing our creative and our sexual energy and like owning it and showing up as like a boss bitch who's like ready to like claim her life and it's okay to feel pleasure and to ask for it and to go after your desires and create what you want in your life. Like, dude, we're unstoppable. Like yeah. we really are. So yeah. it's so, cr- it literally just blows my mind. Um, can you speak more though on like, what, what does this actually look like? Or what does it actually mean to like, take our power back through yeah. sexuality? Like we're talking, you know, okay we've been suppressed, like, you know, we've been suppressing, you know, our creativity and our power. What does that actually look like to, yeah, yeah, I guess just like unlock that through sexuality, because someone might be listening and thinking like, okay, so you're telling me, yeah, like having sex is going to make me like get power, like what, you know? Yeah, so, you know, the premise of everything that I do, I work specifically with women, because, you know, whether you're single, whether you're in a relationship, I teach like foundations and that everything that you do in any relationship or relationships is based upon the relationship that you have with yourself first and foremost. So um, to give you an example of like what you can do, you can actually learn your anatomy, go start exploring, find different places. One of my favorite practices that I give my girls is to actually get an insertion toy or like a dildo. Mm -hmm. Um, I usually recommend like a crystal wand or like a glass, more something more firm Mm -hmm. because you can actually go inside and start to like explore different places that maybe feel a little numb or maybe a little like painful um, or Mm -hmm. super pleasurable. And you can start to actually explore and map places within your body that bring you pleasure. Mm -hmm. And my whole thing on, you know, having the foundational knowledge, like things like anatomy, things like your cycles, your hormones, like the phases of your cycle, Mm -hmm. when you're ovulating, menstruating, what's the luteal uh, and follicular phase, like they all play a role in how women operate and how we show up and when we're our most creative and when we need to go within. Mm -hmm. And so when we can start to map that out. I've heard it called pleasure mapping before. And I love that. Like you can map out what turns you on, what you like, what you don't like. And from there, you can bring that into your relationships. It's like, how do you ask for what you want if you don't even know? Yeah. So to just begin that journey, you want to start within. And that's really where I focus a lot. Um, You know, even in my, my content and stuff that I post on Instagram, you'll see that I talk a lot about like self-love and I know that's kind of like a cliche, like dime a dozen, everyone says, you know, like love yourself. Um, And there's all these like different practices that you can do, but really like it wouldn't be so common if it weren't so important. Yeah. Yeah. And when you can start to, okay, let's say you, you start like a pleasure practice, you masturbate once a week, you set aside 30 to 60 minutes to just be with yourself. And this doesn't mean it has to be like, you know, vigorous masturbation. Like you can just like take a bath. You can like put massage oil on your body and like Mm -hmm. send love to like the parts of you that maybe you don't give enough attention to. And if that turns into like some turn on and you decide to like grab a toy or just like use your fingers, then you can do that. But like, it's coming from a place of like really, truly deeply connecting with yourself and showing up and loving yourself. It's like, how would you want your partner to show up for you? 
yeah in the bedroom do it for yourself first and I promise like everything else just like opens up like yeah. your partner will start doing it and you'll start receiving more pleasure you're gonna have better orgasms you're gonna have better communication like just everything gets better yeah it's almost like you don't even have to go like when you're teaching people you don't even have to go into like the more deep like intricate like conversations of sex it's literally just giving people the foundations is what sets it all off because I view it too of like if you want to love yourself and like be in that power of like I know myself but I know myself and I love myself how can you love yourself if you don't even know what's inside of you or like you're ashamed of what's inside of you like it just can you can you stand naked in front of a mirror no and look yourself in the eyes and just be like I am so beautiful no matter what size you are no no matter what your body looks like like I just being like a woman am worthy of pleasure and worthy of love you know I think so many women struggle with confidence Mm -hmm. when they have body image issues right when they think oh, I'm a little overweight or I have acne or I'm so skinny. Like I have no curves or whatever that, that issue or that like defeating thought pattern and self-belief is. Yeah. So doing practices like this can actually help to dismantle those and recognize that it doesn't matter what you look like. You deserve pleasure. Yeah, I promise you, you're not going to look 22 when you're 85 and when you're 85, you still deserve pleasure. Yeah. You can learn to build that connection within yourself and not have that be based off of external things like how you look or what you say or making Mm -hmm. right noises or faking your orgasm so that you can please your partner. When you start for you, everything, like I said, opens up and this is something that you carry with you into the rest of your life and into creating thriving and healthy relationships, but also cultivating a deep sense of self-love within yourself. Like doesn't yeah. matter if I'm single, I deserve pleasure. Like yeah. I can still give myself that pleasure. And sometimes it might not look like I said, masturbation. It could be laying in bed, holding yourself as you cry, Yeah, but just being present and self-compassionate because yeah. that eventually translates into more pleasure. Mm your life. I love this. I feel like I went on like a little like surge of this last year where I felt like really inspired by all of this content and then, uh, or concepts. And then I kind of like lost it a little bit. And I just feel so inspired right now because like my whole thing this year is like, instead of setting like success driven goals, more like my goals and resolutions this year are like peace and just like feeling good and just like yeah just feel like feeling good in the present like my whole program that I'm launching uh well it'll already be launched by the, the time this comes out but um it's called feel the good and it's just mm-hmm. about literally I'm like my whole selling point is like this is not a program about like manifesting your wildest dreams or bringing in money or anything it's just literally like the tagline of you deserve to feel good and I feel like I didn't make that connection until right now, but it's just so aligned. Like if you want to feel, feel the good, you're denying yourself the most good your body can feel like the most pleasure your body can feel. And there's another teacher I've, I've told you about her, a right? Yeah. And she connects pleasure, like sexual pleasure with 
money and like how much pleasure you're willing to receive is how much money you can receive. And it even took me a while to connect those dots and really like see that like if if we're denying our self pleasure sexually, like we're denying our self pleasure in all in, areas, in all areas, money, just your emotions, the people you let into your life, like. Mm-hmm if you're not letting yourself receive sexual pleasure, you're saying you're not like worthy of that. Almost. Right. I mean, like, where is it a mirror in all other areas? Like you're saying yeah. like, you can't relax into your body to be present, to enjoy the sexual experiences that you do have. Yeah. Where else is that showing up in your life? Where else can you not be present? Where else are you checking out and, you know, in your head or thinking, mm-hmm. you, know, I look, you know, like I look a certain way, like, where are you thinking that, people are judging you or being so caught up in like how you're being perceived versus just being in the moment. Yeah. Starts. I mean, how you do one thing is how you do everything, right? Like I'm sure everyone's heard that. So it's the same for sex. Yeah. It's even just like, uh, one thing I noticed with myself is like rushing through things and there's so many like little correlations like that. Mm -hmm. Um, oh my God. I, I feel like my mind is just like, running right now. Cause I have like five questions I want to ask you out of that one thing, but I, I want to like head in this direction of, okay, how do we actually like heal to feel like comfortable with this? I mean, I remember just another like quick story. So you guys know, like where like you can come from with this is like, I remember having sex with my first boyfriend and having to repent and like go to my bishop and like talk about it and like feel like genuinely sorry for having sex and so it's like when someone's coming from that type of place where I literally was like like begging God for forgiveness for having sex how can I say something about that really quick yeah absolutely I just have to say like it's so interesting to me that there's a mediator mm-hmm. that's telling you you can and can't have sex. Like the fact that in the LDS religion, you have to go tell your bishop, which is yeah. going to be a man, like nine times out of 10. Yeah. Not all the time. Can't only men hold the priesthood or something like that? Yeah, 100%. So it's always a man. So you're going to just go, like some young girl is going to go talk to this dude, old dude, and tell them what happened sexually to me. I'm just like, okay, whoa. Have Have you heard the Mormon stories podcast or seen their TikToks? So th- there's a TikTok. It started coming up on my page, and they have a whole podcast. It's called like Mormon Tales or Mormon Stories, and they're pretty much like shedding light on all the like crazy things that happen in the Mormon Church. And they have tons of stories. I'll I'll send you some TikToks later. They have tons of stories about these young girls coming and sharing their story of how their bishops like started asking like what position, like what positions, how long did you orgasm? Like, what did he do specifically to you? Did it feel good? Like, okay, this is so fucked up. Okay. So the fire that you were saying that you felt on that podcast with your guest who was talking about periods, right? Like this is exactly why. I'm even doing this work for one talking about sex online gets so censored. Yeah. People judge the fuck out of you, but whatever, like this needs to be talked about. And three, hear about things like this. It's like, why is this happening? And if only we knew if only we were taught from such a young age that this is how your body works and that this is what you get to do to protect yourself 
from other people in this space. This is what yes means and no means. This is consent. You get to choose. This is how your periods work. Yes, this is how pregnancy works, but this is how pleasure works. And you don't need anyone to give you pleasure. You do not need a man to give you an orgasm. Mm -hmm. You can give yourself an orgasm. So if you're not seeking for that validation or that need and trying to find it from someone else, yeah, and you can give it to yourself, how much more empowered are you to make clear, conscious decisions of what's a yes and what's a no for you. And if it's a yes for you and you're empowered and you take care of yourself and you're just like thriving and loving it. And you're just like, fuck yeah. Like I just met this incredible person and I want to go have an experience with them and have sex. Amazing. That's fantastic. It's consensual. And like the experience you'll have from that space is going to be like mind blowing, but when you meet someone and you're seeking validation and attention, because you, you don't know how to give that to yourself. You've never been taught how to even navigate that. And then someone tells you you're beautiful. Then you're just like, Oh my God, they just told me I'm so pretty. And then you like become weirdly infatuated. And then eventually it like turns into this super codependent, unhealthy relationship where you're not even having great sex, but you think you are because you don't even know what the hell you're working with. It's like so many, so many people wind up in these super unhealthy relationships simply because of this reason alone. I myself was one of them. This was my first two relationships where it was like, I just really like wanted validation and love. Like who doesn't, who doesn't want to be seen and like appreciated. But then I had to go through some pretty hard ass experiences to wake up to the fact that like, okay, nothing that no other, like no other person can ever give me what I'm seeking. What I'm seeking is to love myself. Yeah. What I'm seeking is to look at myself in the mirror and be proud of the person that I see looking back and be happy to be me and confident to show up every day, knowing that like, I'm a great person and I'm beautiful and nobody needs to even tell me that to know that I am. Yeah. It's like starting with like those types of, you ask like kind of practices that we can do. My two favorite are mirror practices. So literally like standing in front of the mirror and talking to yourself. Mm -hmm. Two is a masturbation or a self-pleasure practice. If you can set aside once a week to be with yourself, Mm -hmm. I promise so much shit will shift. And at first it might be really uncomfortable if this is not something that you do consistently or if you've never done. I can't tell you how many women I've talked to who don't ever masturbate. They've yeah. never started a toy. A lot of women who don't even know where things are. I, I've had women who it's okay. We're never taught it, but like, they think that we pee out of our clitoris. Yeah. We don't pee out of our clitoris. We have a completely different spot. Um, we pee out of our urethra, which is connected to our bladder. Mm. And so that's where pee comes out. But if we're never taught, I mean, it makes sense, right? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like you pee out of your vagina. Yeah. It comes out somewhere. Like, Henry, that's where I bleed. So why wouldn't pee come out there? So. Henry is still so confused that I don't pee out of my vagina. Like he's just so confused. Like I tell him every day, not every day, obviously, but every time he like just says something, like if I have like a tampon in, I'm like, babe, I don't pee out of my vagina. He's just like, what? Where does it come from? Like, oh my God. no one is educated. So if you want, I'll grab a little puppet that I have. It's so cute. Yes. And yeah. I'll show. Please do it. I, oh my God, this is going to be perfect to, for a clip on my Instagram. (laughs) I'm nice and cozy today. Okay, guys, this is my wondrous vulva puppet. We named her Priscilla Labialicious. Mm. 
<laughs> so Lily Bealicious. Yeah. Love her. Everyone on my Instagram voted and we came up with a name together. So this is your vulva and your vulva is not your vagina. Everyone thinks that the female anatomy is called a vagina. Mm-hmm. Your vagina is only one part of the anatomy and it's just... Oh, wait, I'm, I'm going to say something really quick. Uh-huh. Okay, guys, if you're listening to this just on the podcast, I'm going to clip this later and leave a link to the video. So if you're listening right now, go in the show notes and click the link and then you'll be able to see like yeah, the video of this. demonstration. Yes. Okay. I just wanted to mention that so people know where to find That's it. Perfect. Yeah. I want people to be able to see this. Yeah. So when you are looking at your vulva from the outside, it's called a vulva, which is all of the external parts of your anatomy that you can see when you look at it. Mm -hmm. So your vagina is just the vaginal canal that the penis or sex toy or a tampon or a diva cup or whatever goes inside. So that's in here, right? But all you can see from the outside is the opening. That's Mm -hmm. it. So to call it a vagina is not anatomically correct. If you're talking about the outer part, it's the vulva. I so, personally love the word pussy because I just think it's cute. And to me, it's very inclusive of everything. It's so cute. But okay, so the vagina is just the inside? Yep, it's just the vaginal canal. Okay, yep. I, see, I'm learning myself right now. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know so, anything. Yeah, so here's just like a quick little lesson. And like yeah. I said, in my pussy paint nights that I do, I go like, we go way, way in depth. And just so all of you listeners know, sorry guys, I'm plugging in my computer. There we go. Um, I will be turning that eventually into like an online workshop of some sort so that people can have access to that. Yeah. So here's your vulva, everything that you're seeing from the outside. So you have your outer labia and your inner labia, labia majora and labia minora. An easy way to remember that is majora is major minora is minor, major, minor, right? Large, small. Love it. Kind of the term, but inner and outer labia. Mm -hmm. Then you have your clitoral hood here. It's so cute and velvety. I was just gonna say it's so cute. Silky. Um, So when you pull back the hood, you have your clitoris. Now Mm -hmm. your clitoris can be like different sizes. So it can be like a little tiny pea size. It can be as big as like an olive. Mm. Everyone's is different. Your hood can be back. So it's more exposed. It can be really covered. Mm. So we all have the same parts, but they're just, they look a little bit different, but it's all in the same place. We all have everything, but I just am saying this because so many women think, oh, my inner labia like stick out and like, they're too long and I should go get them cut off. Like there's Mm. surgery. It's called like labiaplasty. Mm. Cut your inner labia. So they're shorter. Mm. That's okay, but you don't need to do that. Your labia are perfectly normal, whether they're innies or outies. It's just completely normal. Same with your clitoris. So then right below your clitoris, you can see this like little flower. Oh, cute. That is your urethra. So that's where you pee. Okay. And then below your urethra is your vaginal opening. And that's where you can insert toys cocks and again tampons or whatever else all of the above <laughs> all of the above and then this cute puppet has the cutest little g spot wait when you first showed me this was it I the know. g spot that it was missing yeah oh my god you guys i ordered this 
online. Cause I'm like, this is going to be so great for instructional purposes. And then it got here and I was like, wait, there's no G spot. So I, I messaged the woman who like hand sews these. I'm like, so I got my puppet, but she doesn't have a G spot. And that's like a really important part. Could you maybe add that? So I, I had to thanks to her and she sewed in the G spot. Anyways, it's really cute. It's so cute. So I'm showing you like this now, but it's actually located up mm-hmm. and in. So you can, can't really see my fingers, but they're kind of like this inside. Mm. And when you reach up, you can kind of like hook up and you'll feel this like ridginess, as you can see here, it's kind of ridged. Yeah. And it's more defined when you're aroused, when you're not aroused, you'll kind of be like, uh, I don't know what I'm feeling for. Mm-hmm. The more aroused you get, the more it swells and you can feel it a lot easier. So, so interesting. There's just a quick little anatomy lesson. I love it. Uh, it's just crazy when we don't even know those basics. Like I was saying, when people think we pee out of our urethra, it's like, how disempowering is that? Yeah. Like how? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I thought vulva and pussy and vagina were all the same thing, first of all. Second of all, yeah, I don't think I ever... I never even touched myself at all, unless I literally just wiped to pee. I never even touched down there whatsoever at all until I was probably 20 years old. Oh yeah. I had never seen a penis until I was probably, okay, well, I I guess I saw like my ex-boyfriends, but like, I'd never (laughs) seen like porn or like anything until I was 22. Like, Mm -hmm. not that I'm like, like I should have been looking at porn younger than that, but I just, God, I was so sheltered. So in a bubble, like. I mean, yeah, it's just so disempowering that we just don't even know these yeah. actual parts of our body. It's just well, so and shocking. And just cycling back around because I mean, yeah. how I got on this whole tangent was what you had mentioned with like these women telling the bishop, right? Like these positions and what happened. Right. So, you know, my 12 week group coaching program, it's called Take Your Power Back. Mm-hmm. And my podcast is called Sexual Sovereignty. And for those of you who don't know the definition of sovereignty, it means to be like in power and to mm-hmm. basically claim your own power. So like you hear of like a sovereign king or queen, it's like when you have leadership or rulership over like a domain. Mm-hmm. So for me, the word means like taking back ownership and leadership of your own domain, like your body yeah. and like understanding how it works, how it functions so that you can experience the pleasure and the life that you want to experience. Mm -hmm. There's like, I mean, I can go on so many tangents, but like they're in, um, there's something called sex magic Mm -hmm. where you, you talk a lot about like confidence and manifestation. You can literally do like sex magic where you write out a goal or something you're wanting to manifest and you do a self-pleasure practice to that goal. Yeah that's how you create in your life anyways is through that energy so if you can amplify that energy it comes to you so much faster like there's just so many different things yeah from learning some of these basics I mean I think that's one of the coolest things that I learned is that like I mean when you think about it like an orgasm is is truly like almost the closest you can get to the like non-physical realm like it's just such a spiritual experience and like Mm -hmm. manifesting is so spiritual so it only makes sense and and then also it's like if you're thinking about the like the thing you want to manifest or the goal you want to achieve 
And then you're visualizing that as you're experiencing like intense as pleasure. You're turned on. It's like you're the whole point of manifestation is to feel as if you already have the thing. Mm-hmm. So if you're feeling that insanely good and high vibe while you are thinking of that thing, yeah, your body's going to think that you've already experienced it. Like you're experiencing such pleasure. Exactly. It's so how much faster crazy. do you attract that into your life? Yeah. It's so crazy. Um, there's another thing I was going to mention. Oh, the other experience I've had, this is kind of like I guess like random and switching gears, but I would love to talk about this. Um, Another experience I've had is like crying after self-pleasure, which I talked to Lindsay about this once. I'm like, why did I just like, I had, obviously I was very inspired by Lindsay when we were working together and started my own self-pleasure practice. And yeah, I would have like an orgasm and I would just sob after. And I remember getting on a call with Lindsay. I'm like, what just happened? Like, is that normal? Can you talk about that experience as well? I'm so happy. I'm so happy that you brought that up. So, (laughs) excuse me. So as Maddie was saying, when we were coaching together, I was just sharing some of my past experiences. And through that, she decided to, to get like her own uh, crystal wand. You got like a rose quartz one, didn't you? I think so. Yeah. It's like a light pink. It's so cute. I love crystal wands. They're just so pretty to me. It's just like artwork. I just want to display mine. I actually quite literally have mine on display. So my yeah. rose quartz one. I love it. Um, yeah. I'm really, like I said, happy you brought that up because as I went on this journey of reading and learning more and exploring my anatomy and understanding like the emotional aspects as well as the spiritual aspects mm-hmm. of sex, I started going deeper and deeper, like literally. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, literally. Um, um, as I was saying a little bit earlier in this episode, if you start to use like an insertion toy mm-hmm. and you put it up in your vagina and you're exploring in your vaginal canal, there's different like almost pressure points that store emotion. So our wombs and our pussies, like we actually store emotion in this part of our body as well. Mm-hmm. We store emotion in our, in all of our body. Our body is like a walking, talking encyclopedia. Like if, if your body is like in pain somewhere or numb, or like there's no sensation or there's too much sensation, right? your body's trying to tell you something. Yeah. There's a reason for it. There's a reason for it. And this is the same with inside. So when you start to actually explore inside and, um, not just, you know, rub your clitoris or use a vibrator on the external part of your vulva and you go inside, there's so much more pleasure available, but Mm -hmm. there's a lot of emotion there. And so in Chinese reflexology, your cervix is actually directly connected to your heart chakra. So when you penetrate the cervix, sometimes it can be painful, Mm. especially if you're not super aroused. Wait, what is the cervix? Okay. So the cervix is going to be at the very top of the vaginal canal. Okay. You have your vaginal canal, which is where you can insert stuff. And then at the very top, you have your cervix, which can dilate and open which is actually where the baby will come through the uterus down into the vaginal canal as you're giving birth. So I'm sure um, you've probably heard like, oh, I'm dilated to a five. I'm dilated to a 12. Like when, when women go into labor, that's actually your cervix that is opening and stretching. So the baby can, can come down and be birthed into this crazy world that we live in. So that's your cervix. And when you are having sex, especially in like 
I don't know, let's say doggy style or kind of an angle that really hits deep, mm-hmm. you're penetrating more of your cervix. And so if you start having sex and within the first five minutes, you're like in doggy style or your partner has a really like long penis mm-hmm. or the toy is really big. It's like, it can sometimes be super sensitive where you're just like, ah, okay. Like maybe back off a little bit, <laughs> like, yeah. be more gentle. but the more you get aroused and warmed up. And also the more that you trust your partner and you feel a heart connection and an mm-hmm. open connection with them, the more available you are for these deeper levels of penetration and orgasm. Oh, interesting. So you can have, um, multiple types of orgasm. However, I want to kind of debunk something. So our clitoris is huge. You guys, it's not just like this tiny little part, right? So here's your clitoral hood Mm -hmm. and your clit. This is your clitoris. This whole thing. Oh, interesting. So when you get aroused, all of this swells and it provides so much pleasure. So your clitoris, this whole structure here has over like 15,000 nerve endings, something like crazy. And it's all connected into the muscles in your pelvic floor. And so, yes, you can have G spot orgasms and cervical orgasms, but I just want to say when you're having any kind of orgasm, it's still connected to your clitoris. Yeah. Some people think like, if it's just a clitoral orgasm, like it's so surface level and that's not like a deep orgasm. Yes. They can get deeper and more expanded and last longer, but again, your clitoris is still freaking out every time you have an orgasm because it has all of these nerves. So when you start to penetrate these deeper parts of your internal vagina and your internal anatomy, you start to unearth just more depth, more pleasure, and also emotion can come up. Mm-hmm. So when I started exploring this, you guys, I was like dumbfounded yeah. because I would do the same thing. Like I would be masturbating and I would like hit this point that like, wasn't like sharp pain, but it was like kind of painful and like mm. heartache. And I was just like, why do I feel like crying? And then I would just like ignore it and be like, oh my God, don't go there. Like you're masturbating. How weird are you? Like, yeah, you know, and I would like ignore it, ignore it forever. And then eventually I was like, well, what if I just like didn't ignore it. Mm-hmm. What if I spent some time there and like massaged that part and cried if I needed to cry? Yeah. And so many things happened where like I had all of these crazy like resurfacing memories come up and like all of these moments where I felt so like betrayed or hurt or just sad that I shoved down mm-hmm. and I never fully felt and it was living in my pussy. Yeah. Somehow I was just like, oh my God. And so it's crazy though, because once I would just like go into it, right? Like a numb spot where I'm like, this doesn't have a lot of sensation, but I would like stay there and massage it with my wand. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I'm crying. And then I go back to that same spot and it's just like feels so good. Yeah. Feels amazing after I've like had that emotional release. And then all of a sudden I have this orgasm and it's like the best orgasm I've ever had. I'm like, what? Like, what was that? It's like once you like break through that like upper limit or that wall or that glass ceiling. Yeah. Or just you don't ignore it. Like you don't push it down. Yeah. Just ignore it because that's when you have shallow, like more shallow surface level type orgasms where it's just like 
I mean, oh, okay, I got off. Or mm-hmm. you're just like wanting like a quick release or to just like watch porn to like have an orgasm. All of that's great too. But when you can go deeper and be present with yourself and then be willing to feel anything that comes up and trust yourself enough to hold yourself in that space. Yeah. So much more pleasure becomes available. It's like, to me, I really think of it as like this treasure map. It's like, yeah. Or like an explorer on this like adventure and you're like finding all of these different, like, I don't know, we'll say caves. <laughs> I love it. Right. Like all these little caverns where you're like, what's in here? And then yeah. all of a sudden, like it's dark and scary and there's like a fucking dragon. Feed <laughs> the dragon and it's like the best treasure. Yeah. Ever. I Me- love it. Orgasms. Endless <laughs> orgasms. So and then when you can bring that into the bedroom with your partner, yeah. it's like you can communicate more, you can be more vulnerable. Like And when you have a partner that can hold you in that space and allow you to be Mm -hmm. messy and be open and cry if you need to cry and they hold you and they're present with you in that, like, just imagine the type of trust that's built. Yeah. Love and just intimacy that is built in moments like that versus just like, oh yeah, bend me over and like smack my ass, you know, like that's great too. It's also good. So good. (laughs) All of the kink. I'm like, I love kink, but, and there's, oh my God. I I think you had Julie on your show, didn't you? Yeah. But you know what? We ended up talking more like businessy and like, oh my God, about fears for kink. Yeah. You need to talk about kink with Julie. I totally was going to bring her back on for like kink and like manifesting through orgasm. Like we were just talking about too. Well, she, I think she's building a course. Yeah. A course for kink. So, um, and yeah, she, she can go down a whole rabbit hole with kink itself, how mm-hmm. learning how to play in different like roles and dynamics actually allows you to experience even deeper levels of surrender and trust because you yeah. have to trust someone so much to set up like a, a situation and to set up a scene with someone and then to like trust that that person's going to have your best interest and keep you safe. And I mean, there's just like a whole world around that and it's crazy cool. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's and like again, into what I was just saying. So yeah, have her back. Like, I know I totally will. I've been meaning to, and I just, I know I keep just saying this, like I'm like a broken record, but I feel like I just have nothing else to say except for, and how, like, and how do we not know about these things? Why is it not talked about? Cause like it, it made me emotional just barely, like just you talking about like, um, you know, bringing like your, like what you learned in your self-pleasure practice and with your relationship. And I, I don't know why that made me like get emotional, but I just feel so like, I feel like I just speak for a lot of women that are listening to this when it's just like, they have no idea. Like, we just don't know about any of this. And it's just, it's just so weird. I know I'd already said that a million times. Yeah, but for me, like, I kind of felt stupid for a while. I'm like, yeah. I don't feel like I can even like talk about this because I feel like this is something I should know. And if I like ask questions, then maybe people will think I'm like dumb or like, what if I've like never had an orgasm and someone finds out like, oh my God, like that's, that would be the worst thing ever. Yeah. Well, and it just, and it runs so deep too. Like I still feel some discomfort, like talking about sex. I'm way better now, obviously. Um, like like way, way, way better. I've grown so much just from learning from you and also from Julieta, 
even like not learning from you guys, but just being in your energy of like seeing that it's okay to be open about these things has made me more open, but like, it's so deep. Like I just, I still sometimes feel uncomfortable about it. And I feel like so many people it's just, um, yeah, like it makes me sad to think that they won't be able or haven't, or won't experience some of the pleasure that we've experienced because they feel like they can't talk about it. So what, what would you say is like, mm, even for you, like just the emotion that's coming up, like around that and some of the, like, there's still a little bit of that like stuckness, right? You're like, I feel like mostly comfortable, but there's still like things for me that come up. Yeah. I just want to touch on again, really quickly with that is that through cultivating your own self-pleasure practice is where you break through those things. It's where you have more of those moments where if emotion comes up, great. Where if you have these crazy great orgasms and you find a new way that you like to like experience pleasure. It just builds the confidence. It builds the muscle. Yeah. And then you like, it's almost like, again, that glass ceiling that you like break through, like it hits a point where you're just like, I'm throwing everything else in the trash. Yeah. Like I have experienced so much like breakthrough and pleasure and like experiencing such a deep level of connection to myself and my heart and like who I am at a level through sex that like all of this bullshit is just bullshit like Mm -hmm. it's just now to a point where it's like I'll talk about anything yeah like ask me anything about sex and I'll tell you it's such like a deep knowing that it just like everything else is irrelevant exactly but that happened through actually taking the time to be with myself and to continuing that practice yeah it's not something that like I just did for a small time in my life like I take time with myself yeah basis and again this is to actually just be present with myself and if sometimes I just need to lay there and like hold myself while I feel like vulnerable and maybe Mm -hmm. sad or I feel like nervous about something that's coming up in like my business or I feel just anything it's like I can bring it into that space it just like breaks down those walls and allows for way way more vulnerable interaction just with myself like just being super real with myself yeah I mean I just love that so much and like I I feel like any question that I have now like I have questions of just like you know like if someone doesn't know what to do with self-pleasure like what do they do or how do you find confidence in the bedroom or like I have you know like just little questions coming up but it's the same answer just be with yourself just explore And That's there, it. you know, there's lots of little things. So a couple of things that I love for like communication, mm-hmm. a couple like tools that I'd recommend. Um, so one is going to be, what's your love language? I mm-hmm. love the five love languages. I know that's also cliche, but I swear love. to God, love. I swear to God, it's like when you know, okay, like mine, mine specifically is words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. So I love to hear that I'm beautiful and that I'm seen and I'm worthy. And the thing about that is, is I was never able to even hear that from another person until I told myself. Mm. And I was like constantly fishing for compliments because it's like fulfill this need. How can you show up for yourself? Because then when someone says you're such a kind person, I love how much, you know, about this, like you, you can receive it and be like, yeah, like, thank you so much. 
you know, if yours is gifts or physical touch, like how can you be with yourself in that way? Mm. Really like the mirror thing, like not just standing in a mirror, but like, how can you reflect it back and give it to yourself Yeah, first, because then you can receive it. Mm. So the love languages is amazing. And then also it's a fun way to bring that into your relationship, right? Like you could do it with your partner, take the quiz and you could be, you know, acts of service and like Henry's physical touch. And then you can like come up with fun, creative ways to incorporate more of those things into your relationship and to show up more for your partner. Mm, Even if you did all five of the things, like how can we show up more in our relationship to show the people that we love, that we love them and also do it for ourselves because that is key. It's freaking key. The second is called the erotic blueprint. Mm-hmm. It comes from a woman. Her name's Miss Jaya. I'm trying to think of the way. I think it's just MissJaya.com. Mm-hmm. She has on there, so it's kind of like five love languages. And we'll find it and link it below. Yeah, and I'll help you find it, Maddie, so you can put it in the show notes. Okay, perfect. So this is like the five love languages, but for your sexuality. Mm-hmm. So there's five types. There's sensual, sexual, kinky energetic and shapeshifter. Hmm. So you take this quiz and then it kind of spits out like a result, like the five love languages, but this is specific to how you like sex. Yeah. And so I could go, I could talk about that for probably like, I don't know, forever. I'm so I, that has brought that. me so, so much insight into myself. Yeah. To myself to just accept who I am and what I like and not feel shameful about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's helped actually a lot of like my close friends where I'm like, take this and then mm-hmm. we can talk about it. And I'm like, no, like, you're not weird for like liking that. Like, it's just, that's who you are. And it's yeah. like, there's so much pleasure available. So those are two really fun, like easy things that you can use. And then again, take it with your partner. And if your partner's energetic, but you're kinky, then it's like, okay, how can they start adding more kink to fulfill mm-hmm. that? desire for you and how can you play more in the realm of the energetic so that they feel really seen and it just like it adds a whole nother like layer and dimension to it so it's really fun what would you say to somebody that is wanting to do these things with their partner or they're wanting to try yeah like kinkier things in the bedroom they want to try new things but like they've been in a routine for years maybe like maybe they've been together even married for like 10 years, or maybe some of my girls more like five years. Right. And now they're wanting to explore these things. How would you recommend kind of going about that? Like, do you have a conversation with them first or do you kind of just like you're having sex and all of a sudden you just like whip it out and you're like, all right, babe, this is what's going on. Like, what would you say are kind of your steps? Cause I feel like sometimes when you're in a relationship with someone and then you start to like, you want to change, maybe not even sexually, but you want to change bits of like your identity or personality it can be hard because like you've been with this person as this person, or you do things this way. Like, yeah. How do you release that and move into a new dynamic? As as you were speaking, I'm like, I'm like in my brain, I'm like, there's so many, there's so many different ways. So the first thing that popped in was this like phrase that I love. It's like, if you want to have more sex, have more sex. So Mm -hmm. like sex begets more sex, like the more sex you have and the better the sex is, the more you want to have sex. Mm -hmm. So it might be vulnerable at first, but I'm just going to tell you to have the conversation. Yeah. And oftentimes when we're stuck in a rut or we feel like we're doing the same thing over and maybe we've tried to talk about it, but nothing's changed. 
that can sometimes be like a, a jab, like a jab to our ego, you know, like, Oh, I can't talk about that. Or maybe I have to like, bring it up in a different way or like skirt around it. Like I myself have done this, you guys, where I'm just like, Hmm, especially since I'm like always in everything sex, I'm always like, okay, I know we talk about sex a lot, but like, let's talk about it more. Yeah. I love (laughs) it. But I'll just say quite literally, just bring it up. And, and, uh, something that I have learned from one of my mentors and a certification program that I went through is like, schedule it. Mm-hmm. Like so, so many people think that if you schedule sex, like it's not fun and spontaneous, but especially if you've been in a long-term relationship, yeah. like just schedule once a week. And it doesn't mean you have to have sex during that time, but block out two hours once a week mm-hmm. to be intimate with each other. Whether that's you guys just like give each other a massage or you take a bath together, or like if it's, it's just like intimacy building time. It's an exploration time. Like it doesn't even need to be, okay, well, this is time for sex. And like, we have to just like have sex and orgasm and we're done in 30 minutes and we check it off our list. Like, it's not a checkbox thing. It's like, how can I be present with my partner? How can I explore places on their body and new ways of experiencing pleasure together? How can we have deeper conversations? How can we make eye contact practice, breathing practices together? Like there's so many things to explore. And that's why I love this work. Cause I'm like, I swear to God, it doesn't matter how many books I read. I'm never going to know everything in this There's industry. More. Like it's crazy. It's so crazy. So those, I guess, to kind of summarize that my first tip would to be just have more sex, like literally yeah. get in the calendar. You can still have spontaneous sex. Like it'll still happen. I promise. Because if yeah. you're having scheduled sex once a week and last week, holy shit, you have this crazy breakthrough together and you feel more intimate and close and connected than you have in months. You better believe on the weekend, like you guys are going to be like, want to like sneak in the back room and like, well, fuck, because yeah. I do. Yeah. And it just creates more and more of that. And to be willing to be vulnerable. Yeah. And it'll be worth it. Yeah. yeah. Me and Henry, we just released a podcast yesterday. Well, when, when this comes out, like it would have already been out for a while, but me and Henry released this episode yesterday and we were talking about this thing that we do called tease week and we've only done it like a couple times, but yeah, we'll do that. So we'll plan a night to have our sexy time. And then leading up to that, we call it tease week, but we've only ever made it three days because you just like, when you want something you can't have, or when you can't have something like you want it so bad. So we literally can't make it the whole week, but we'll plan our night where we're going to have sexy time. And then every day leading up to that, we can't do anything sexual. We can't see each other naked. Like I change in the bathroom or I change in my office. So we don't see each other naked, but we'll just tease each other. Like I'll put on something sexy or he puts on like, I love this. Yeah. The gray sweat pants. And like, we can do little rubs and little touches or whatever. Um, but yeah, but we don't do anything sexual. And then once it gets to like, like I said, we've never made it all the way to our designated sexy time like, that's kind of the point is but to that's like the whole keep point. the chemistry and keep that charge and like exactly so excited and like attracted it's to so each other fun. I want to rip your clothes off it's so fun like I love it I love that we haven't been able able to make it the whole week because then like it's day three and I'm like babe like we can't do this and he's like no we're doing it I'm like <laughs> <laughs> and how it's so funny too because it's like when you first 
start dating or being with someone, right? Like there's this novelty to it where it's like, oh my God, maybe we shouldn't be doing this. Maybe we should. I really like you. Like that's what's so like charged, you know? So it's like, if you can bring even that back in, like, I love that you guys do what Maddie and Henry are doing. That's amazing. Yeah. I love it. I think it's just, it's such a fun thing that we've, we've added in. Maybe this is TMI of me saying this, but I'm just going to say it. I feel like my kink is doing something I shouldn't be doing. Like, I just love that shit. I love, like, I don't know. I shouldn't be doing this. Yes. But I'm going to. Yeah. It's just I love that shit too. Yeah. Like that is such a turn on for me as well as like, um, like psychological stuff for me. It's like kind of like mind fuck, like talk to me and like, tell me like, just like that we shouldn't be doing this or like that you want me to do something like communication through it is like so hot. Yeah. Yeah, it's like hard like that. Oh my god, it's just so like I feel like um, like as humans, unfortunately, maybe this is like a trauma induced thing, but we just kind of love that like chase, and I feel like that's why like a lot of like cheating might happen. Not that like I think that tease week will solve cheating like if someone's a cheater, they're going to be a cheater. But I do think it brings back some of that like spontaneity or like the chase or like the fun that like people are missing. And I think that's why, um, not always, sometimes people are just scumbags, but sometimes people are looking for that. Like, yeah, that initial part of that relationship where it is that push and pull or like, just kind of like cat and mouse. And I feel like doing things like, like you can receive everything that you want in a relationship. Like some people are like, Oh, I want to be single again. Cause I miss this. Yeah. You can create all of that. Create like that. within all it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. And I, you know, I makes me think of a sex educator I've been following for a long time. Her name is Kim Anami. Mm -hmm. And she talks about gourmet versus fast food sex. Mm. And she's like, do you want like fast food sex where it's just like super quick and like all you have is like, you know, like you rub one out and like you're done in like 15 minutes. And that, you know, like that happens what let's say you're doing that every other night and it's just like you're both just like getting off yeah like okay but what if like what if you added more play to that like what if you added more excitement and like adventure and you did like the tease week it's like we can't have sex for a week like I would way rather have like crazy passionate sex once a week than sex every single night especially Tony and I've been together for three years it's like building those things into your relationship and creating more of that passion and actually living a turned on life. Like not only are you excited in your like body, right? Like you're lit up. And every time he comes home, you're like, you have your like tingling. And then it's like, how does that translate into your business? Like, how do you show up on camera? How do you show up in your like Instagram reels and Mm. your content and your stories? Like it's not that you're like over there just turned on, like talking, but you are turned on, right? Yeah. You're like so excited to live life. And then it's like, that translates into the bedroom. So again, it's like how you do one thing is how you do everything. You guys, it just builds this like aliveness almost. I feel so inspired right now. Oh my God, dude. I'm like, I, that's such a fun idea. Yes. (laughs) Like, okay. I'm trying this next. Like that's my next thing that I'm bringing up to my partner. I'm like, Hmm. Yeah. I, I said on the podcast, I was like, Henry, we're going to have like men coming after us, like have backlash of like, 
you know what? My girlfriend was listening to Breaking Butterfly. Now she won't have sex with me. Like, thanks a lot, guys. But for a whole week. It's for the best. It's for the best because I love the analogy that you you said of like, if you eat your favorite meal every single night, like that gets boring. But if you eat like really, really healthy and you like wait to have your favorite meal until like the end of the week, it just makes it so much like more mm-hmm. memorable and better. And like, I just feel like it adds that. Yeah. I don't know. It just is more memorable. Like every bite, Mm -hmm. every touch is orgasmic, right? Like literally if you think of food, it's like, you have like your favorite meal and it's like, you don't just like rush through it. Like a box of McDonald's French fries, like exactly each goddamn bite. You're just like, Oh my God. Yeah. And yeah. I love it. I love this so much. Um, Okay. I'm trying to think of what other questions I have. Is there anything that you feel like we've missed that you just really want to like share or dive into? Mm. One thing that just popped in as we were talking about this, kind of the waiting the week Mm -hmm. tracking a little, but I do feel to share it. So after I got out of a relationship in 2016, I believe, Mm -hmm. um, I had gone through just a lot of heartache with that. I was cheated on. We -hmm. went through just so many ups and downs. Like we had a crazy house fire happen. Like there was just so much Mm -hmm. that happened in that relationship that I needed to process and work through. And after I got out of that relationship, the first time I had sex afterward, I had this like awakening, this aha moment that was like my sexual energy after everything I had learned up until that point was a lot. I was just like, it is sacred. Like Mm -hmm. if I am going to go back into this pattern of basically just like sleeping around to fill this void because I'm lonely as fuck. Like this is literally going to get me nowhere because Mm -hmm. right now what I need is deep healing. So the reason I bring this up and, um, wanted to mention it is because if there's any of your girls that are going through, a breakup or they're healing from the loss of a relationship and there's Mm -hmm. heartache. I just want you to know that everything that you're seeking for is inside of you. And that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean don't, you know, have sex with people because that human connection and touch, like we all need that. And I just want to invite um, them to go inside and to see what can be healed and loved on. Because after that first sexual experience, after that relationship, I decided to actually not have sex Mm. until my next relationship. Basically, I was just like, I'm going to be like intentionally celibate Mm. and end up lasting like a year and a half Oh wow! Um, because I'm like, I have some shit I need to work through. Like I need to be with myself. So yes, I didn't have sex with another person, but you guys, I had a lot of sex with myself and that was where all of this came from. Like after that year and a half, of just being with myself. Like that's literally what birthed my whole business. Yeah. Your business, your relationship now, and you guys have like beautiful home, a beautiful relationship. Like, yeah. And, and it really did open the door for that to meet someone who saw me for me, who like respected that boundary, who was willing to build a foundation of friendship and trust and communication Mm -hmm. before we even had sex. Like we didn't even have sex until I don't know, month three or four of being because I, you know, I told him, I'm like, I'm not just going to like 
to have sex for nothing. Like I just, just so you know, and like, that's also something that is like, if you do choose to do anything like that, it's like, how do the people in your life respond to that? Yeah. I like briefly dated a guy who I told him that, and he was like a dick about it. And I was Mm. like, I, you know, like, if you can't respect that, if all you want is sex then like, get, get out of here. Like that's, that's not what I want. Yeah. I want a deep committed relationship. That's what I wanted. And I was like, not only do I want that with another person, but I had already spent so many months cultivating that with myself. That's like, I'm not going to settle for anything less. So I think that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I could explain more about that journey, but I just wanted to bring that up and felt inspired too, just because I know we've been talking so much about like all of these highs and like all of these incredible things that you can create. But I just wanted to kind of give a shout out to anyone who might be going through heartache and pain and uh, let you know that I see you and like, I love you and everything that you need seriously is within like, it's, that's it. I was, I was actually going to bring up just at the end of the episode, I wanted to share like my biggest takeaway and it was exactly that. My biggest takeaway is that like, cause sometimes I still have that disconnect between like, okay, but how how do, does like self-pleasure and like my own sexuality, like, how does that actually, um, uh, what's the word? Like, I'm totally missing the word. Trans transition into translate. Yeah. Totally. I was like transition. How does that actually translate into me? Like finding more of my power. Cause for me, sometimes like I need the practicality behind some more like woo woo-ish practices. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay, what is that actually like doing? And when you were sharing about like, when you know that you don't need anybody to like give you pleasure or give you joy or anything, like it's all within you, it something like clicked for me. So I wanted to bring it back up again. And so I love that you brought it back up again yeah. too. And I actually had, it's so funny just connecting this dot. I had a client, uh, a former client reach out to me the other day and she wanted my advice on something. Cause she was saying, you know, she's gotten out of a relationship just like you were saying. Um, but she's kind of at the place where she's so ready to explore her sexuality. She feels like she's suppressed it for so long and she wants to like experience other people and just, just other things, which is amazing. Right. But she was like, okay, how do I like protect myself during this? And I did tell her, I said, you have to build, um, and I'm totally going to tell her to listen to this too, because I love your perspective of just like self-pleasure and stuff. But I told her like, you need to build a life so amazing that when you're going out and having these sexual experiences, it's not that they're giving you something you don't have, but they're it's adding just, exactly. what you already have. It's yeah. just adding to it. Like I'm such a proponent of having as much sex as you want. Yeah. Like literally you could have a different sexual partner every single night and I'm going to like I'm going to give you applause. I'm going to be like, fuck yeah. But where's it coming from? Yeah. Are you doing it to fill a void? Are you doing it? Because you are so empowered. You're so like in your energy Mm -hmm. and you know that like you want to connect with other people. I have so many, I have friends who are polyamorous. I actually just interviewed a woman for my podcast, which I'm going to be relaunching um, here in the next few weeks. Mm -hmm. And our whole conversation was about like the things that she had learned through, um, through multiple relationships. Yeah. So it's funny because, you know, for me, it's not something that I've explored very much in depth because growing up with three parents, 
I was like, hmm, that looks and is really difficult. Like Mm -hmm. I saw it play out my whole life and not that, you know, it wasn't beautiful. And my parents are quite literally, you guys, amazing. Um, But I was just like, I, I need like more of that one-on-one attention. I had 17 siblings. Like, can you imagine how dispersed like energy was, you know, like you're like nobody else, just one-on-one. So for me, I really crave and value and love monogamy because it feels like it's fulfilling this need within me that I um, have had for a long time, but also even beyond just my partner or my relationship with my partner that started with me. Yeah. me feeling that need, me feeling that void and finding kind of my own center and then moving confidently in that. And then like yeah. I just shared, I found Tony, we've been together for a long time, but I, yeah. So it's like, however sex comes up and you want to explore it, do it. But where are you doing it from? I saw this uh, reel the other day and I'm not going to say it right, but it, I think Julietta reposted it. It was like, I used to like pray for a sugar daddy until I became my own and she like sips her wine you know she's like, yeah I love it just like like I don't need I don't need a sugar daddy like I am my sugar daddy like I am a boss bitch like I created an empire like I don't need yes. anyone to hold my hand and pay my bills like I can create anything in my life and then from that place then you just have someone who's your partner, literally mm-hmm. your partner, who's there to like walk with you through life and cheer you on and support you in your goals. Yeah. And you're there to do the same for them. And you can literally just like build an empire together. Totally. Or just like amazing. Yes. Or, I mean, if you really desire to have a sugar daddy, Get a sugar be, daddy. have a sugar daddy, but I, I agree with the statement of like, be your own sugar daddy first. And then you can just have a second one. Just like, just give you more because, you know, I feel like it's, (coughs) you never want to have that. You never want to have that feeling of, I can't lose this person or else I'm not going to be okay. You know, that that's it. Yeah. That is a horrible feeling. I feel like that's why we sometimes like have so much anxiety or we're so fearful to follow our dreams. Because if you feel like you don't, this is going to be horrible grammar. I was going to say, if you feel like you don't got yourself, but it, like, if you don't feel like, yeah, like I've, I've got myself, then of course it's all, you're always going to be fearful to go after that dream, go after this, speak up for yourself because yeah, like God forbid something happen and you, right. you can't hold that, you know, well, anything that we have this correlation to in our life that we couldn't live without, mm-hmm. whether that's a relationship or a job that's actually just codependency. Yeah. Like that's not showing up fully in your power. Yeah. So like Maddie said, if you are a sugar daddy, go, go get a sugar daddy. But like, again, how are you showing up in it? Like, are you just like, I am like confident and successful in my own ways. And like, I love like going on fucking yachts and hanging out with these amazing wealthy people and whatever that looks like. I don't have a sugar daddy, so I don't know. Sounds yeah. I mean, cool it sounds fun. <laughs> sounds amazing. But it's, it's all like, I love the word intention. Like that just comes up for me a lot lately. It's just like, you can do anything, but you've got to have the right intention. Mm-hmm. That's all. I mean, yeah. Okay. yeah. Do anything within reason. I guess, I don't know, that could be taken out of proportion, but like (laughs) the possibilities are limitless. 
And I don't think any, of course there is right and wrong in the world, but I don't think anything is really right or wrong within morals. It's literally just how you show up and in, yeah, why you're doing it. So yeah, it's, I love that. it's all, <laughs> it. it's like, I don't know. I just keep going back to it. It's like my motto. Yeah. Like I actually have a tattoo, my Obi tattoo on my body. Um, it represents like this phrase I saw years ago, uh, that says the light is within me. Mm. And like, I'm super woo you guys, as you heard at the beginning, I practice Kundalini yoga. It's incredible. But like, if you know anything about it, like I spend an hour every morning sitting on my mat, um, doing weird hand movements and like chanting. So like, I know nothing about Kundalini. (laughs) It's so cool. It's such Mm -hmm. an amazing practice, but, um, and also it helps to like, uh, circulate the energy in your body and helps to pull it up from like your root chakra up through your crown. Mm-hmm. So again, it's, it's also like, it's almost like when you orgasm, right. It like comes up and out, yeah. but it's like ejaculating all of that out into like anywhere, instead of doing that, you actually like pull it up and recycle it through your energetic body to create mm-hmm. more energy, but also oh, to like manifest. And like, it's just crazy. It's a really cool practice. I went off on a weird tangent. Look it up <laughs> if you're into it, but like, I love it. Um, the reason I bring that up is just because it's like, everything you guys are seeking is within just like with the stuff that you teach Maddie it's like you teach so much about like mindset work and belief work and shifting your beliefs so that you can attract and manifest the things you want in your life yeah how do you do that right like you have journal practices that you give your clients you have like all of these different things that you take them through Mm -hmm. to help them have these awakenings and awarenesses of like what's actually truly possible for them and what really lives within. Cause we're all incredible. Yeah. But how do you get there? You need to go within, grab out a piece of paper, start writing. What is the thing that's holding you back? Why does it hold you back? Where does that come from? Mm. And how can you do something different about it now? How can you take action to create a different result? Yeah. And it's just, it's coming back. It's coming back. It's coming back to you. And one thing I'll say is the only person you're ever going to have for the rest of your life is you. Yeah. <laughs> it's you. So if you can build a strong foundation and relationship within, nothing can ever shake that. No one can rattle you. You just like, you're like, fuck off. It's like a whole different type of peace, truly. And my yeah. avenue has just been through sex. Like for that. me, I'm like, that has brought me all of those yeah. aha moments. And that's why I'm like, I think this is just part of my path and I I love it want to teach all about it so that's what I'm doing I yeah I just feel so so inspired right now I'm like I have all my goals on my whiteboard and I'm gonna go write self-pleasure practice on it and get back into it and I just feel like I don't know I just feel so inspired right now I feel like if any of my (laughs) clients message me today and like ask me for like advice on something I'm just gonna be like do you have a self-pleasure practice? Cause that'll solve all your issues. That's go yeah. Go masturbate. Immediately solve your issues. At least you just had a really good orgasm. Like tell yeah. me that that doesn't shift your energy fucking immediately. Exactly. Yeah. And like, sometimes when I'm like, okay, I could go to my self-pleasure practice and then mm-hmm. I go to bed and instead of being like super turned on, I actually lay down and I'm like, I feel like shit today. And I feel like crying. So mm-hmm. then I go 10 minutes and I hold myself 
And then I like sit up and I'm all refreshed and I'm like, you fucking got this. Yeah. I love it. And then I keep going with my day and my life. Like, like I didn't even pull out a sex toy, but guess what? I just was like present with myself. Yeah. And so it's like, literally you guys build it in to your week. Yeah. Set aside an hour at least for yourself. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, it's, you need more than that. Yeah. I mean, I think that once they just put in an hour, then they'll naturally just ramp up the time because they want that time with themselves, but you'll lose time. You'll be like, Oh, you know, I, I remember when I first started my practice, I'd like set aside a little bit of time and yeah, I started to be like, wow, I need way, way more time for this. But I mean, people that are just starting out, like just, yeah, go slow with yourself and just do it. Just do it. I think that's kind of the, the lesson. Um, okay. So if in that, so I have my last like three questions that I always ask my, my, um, guests. So kind of like leading from that, I think the best question to ask first is if you could, cause, cause I feel like I already know what it is, but let's just reiterate it. If you could give my listeners, our listeners, like a little baby step, right? A little itty bitty piece of homework where it's like, there's absolutely no excuse like that they shouldn't be doing this. If you could give one little thing that they can do today to help them with, you know, taking back their power and their sexuality, what would it be? The first thing that came to mind was to look at your vulva, like go get a mirror. This is like one of my favorite things to tell people that reach out to me and my clients. Like if you've done it before, you're going to do it again. Yeah. And actually look at your vulva and just take note of what comes up. Are you like, oh my God. I don't think I've ever even done this. Yeah. I don't think I've ever done that. Okay. Well, that's what you get to do today. Okay. Okay. And it's, it's just really telling of where, like, it's a good gauge for where you're at Mm -hmm. with your sexuality. Yeah. If you look and you feel like super uncomfortable and you like, just want to like turn away and (laughs) okay. I looked, but I'm done. That's okay. But it like tells you like, okay, there's like maybe some more time I can spend cultivating this relationship. Yeah. Um, if you're like, I love my pussy, like, look how beautiful and like how sexy I look. And like, you get kind of turned on. You're like, maybe I should go like pull out my toy. Like, fuck yeah. So that's just a really simple step to kind of show you a good gauge of where you're at and where you can, um, where you can expand more into your pleasure. Yeah. And just build from there. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay. Perfect. All right. Next question. What did you think I was going to say? I was going to say, just like set that time with yourself, like yeah. just have like a practice, but I like the, the baby step that you just gave way more baby, baby because it's so baby. It's like so easy. Yeah. And then you can build up. So I really love that. Um, yeah. Thank you for that. Um, Next question that I love to ask is if you at your lowest point were listening in to this podcast right now, what would you say to her? A little bit of inspiration or motivation for her. Oh, okay. So you just like saying that, like, I just went back to that place for me and I'm just like, oh, you know, I just want to like hold, I just want to hold me, you know, like, um, I mean, 
kind of self-motivation I'd be like you fucking got this like if you could only see where you're heading and where you're going and the and the change that you're going to affect in the world by simply Mm -hmm. going through what you're going through right now Mm -hmm. you would go through it again and again and again I honestly would I honestly would I would go through every moment every pain every breakup every piece of heartache like every betrayal Mm -hmm. again because it's like if I could help literally one person I would do it all over again. And I know already the people that I've helped. I'm like, dude, if I just like, if I died tomorrow, I'm like, great. Like, oh, perfect. I love that feeling. I've had that. I had that feeling a couple of years ago or not like a couple of years ago, maybe like a year or two ago of like, if I died right now, I would be okay. Like I'm complete. And I just. Well, and like, I'm just getting started, but like, that's yeah. like when I reflect back on that lowest low where I just was like there's nothing to like live for there's like I have no future like there's just nothing yeah like I I love the phrase the mess is your message Mm -hmm. yeah and I truly believe that like I don't think I went through all of the experiences that I did if not to put me right here so that I can help other women break through their shame Mm -hmm. and the stories that hold them back so that they can not only experience more pleasure but so they can like fully love themselves and believe that they're worthy of everything that they want in life yeah and I just love asking this question because like there's somebody out there listening that is at like a really low point and when we hear the answer like a lot of times for my guests it's like just keep fucking going you know like I just feel like it gives so much peace and hope and faith that like oh damn, like it does get better. Like I can, yeah, I can get to a place where I'm like, I'm just so content with my life and they will get there. So, well, and just have self-compassion because, you know, I am in a place right now where I do feel on purpose and I am stepping onto like my path and into my passions, you know, like starting to coach with you a year ago, that was the beginning for me, you guys. So like, I've really only been doing this for less than a year. And I have so much upcoming this year and so much that's going to like, my business is just like taking off. And so it's like, I can't even imagine five years from now. But the reason I say be compassionate with yourself is because I still have moments where it's like, oh my God, today's hard. Like I'm putting in like so much effort and work and I'm, you know, doing all of these things and like Um, nothing is happening. But then the next day, like a huge things happen, you know? So it's like, just really when I think back to that, that low, low, my first reaction again was like, oh, I just like touched my heart. Cause it's like, yeah. all I want to do again is hold that version of me. And if you can hold yourself through every aspect of your life, it's like you, you always will have your own back, right? Like yeah. you are going to be the one that walks you through every step of your life that goes to every job interview that does every speech that like hosts every podcast and puts out all of like, I'm talking like to you directly, like you're the one who does it. Yeah. Yeah. When you have a low moment, if you can show yourself some compassion and love being like, I know it feels hard right now, but it's only going to get better Yeah, and better and better and better and better. Yeah, absolutely. With more orgasms. Uh, With orgasms along the way, the whole way. I love it. I just, 
that's one thing too this is like a total side note sorry but um you mentioned something about like feeling those hard days where it's like nothing's happening nothing's happening and then something happens that was one of the biggest lessons I learned in entrepreneurship that you just reminded me of is like me thinking that something always had to be like happening or I had to be seeing something for me to feel good about the work I was doing on my business and it took me a minute to like kind of have that realization of things don't always have to be happening for me to be like still moving forward and being successful yeah it's just like just enjoying where you're at even if something incredible is happening or nothing at all it's just like you just have to fall in love with that you know so yeah truly like fall in love with each moment it's it's funny how often like I don't know like I'll look back at old pictures of myself and be like oh my god like this is such a cute picture but then I think back to that time in my life and I'm like I had these insecurities yeah you know like and I've worked through a lot of them, but now I'm dealing with different insecurities. And it's like, yeah. if you're not growing, you're dying. Yeah. So like you're always going to be going through something. And so, you know, it does get better and keep moving forward, but know that you deserve your love mm-hmm. and self-compassion because like, you're always going through something. I just can't like say that enough. So the, yeah. the practice of going within the practice of showing up for yourself is if I could just say like one thing, like, that's it. Just like, have your back and know yeah. that nobody else shows up for you. You do. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Mm, I love that. It was so perfect. Thank you so much. Um, so last question uh, is obviously just tell, you know, you were just speaking on how you have so many incredible things going on in your business this year, which you do. And I'm so fucking excited for you. So just take as much time as you want to just share with everybody about take your power back and your podcast and how they can work with you. And obviously we'll link everything as well, but yeah, just self-promo. Go. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. So, um, as Maddie just shared the most, um, I would say like forthcoming thing that's going to be happening is my course. So as you've heard, it's called take your power back and that's coming in about, I don't know when this will be released, but Uh, about six weeks from today. So it's actually happening on Tuesday, February 22nd, 2022, which lands on a Tuesday, uh, which I think is amazing. Yeah. I love it. And we're calling it Tuesday. Yeah. I'll I'll release this probably like (laughs) next week because I'm really excited about it. So Mm. people will definitely have like time. So it's probably like a month away when you're hearing this. Yes. So that's coming and that's going to be a 12 week group coaching program, um, where we go through, I mean, everything we just talked about and more. Mm -hmm. So just to give you like a really quick synopsis, the first month we focus on foundations, breaking through shame, kind of diving into some of the things that are holding you back as well as again, foundational stuff like your anatomy, your cycles, your hormones. Mm -hmm. The second month we focus on self-love cultivating a self-pleasure practice. I walk you through the steps on how to create one, how to kind of set the space and different journal practices and things that you can include. If you're not feeling like, you know, playing with a toy, like there's just so many, so many ways. So the second month's focused on that. And then the third month is focused on integration and communication, um, and sex in relationships. So how do you bring that into relationships, into the bedroom, and into future partnerships. Mm. So that's just a really quick kind of bite of what we'll be doing over the 12 weeks. 
but that's what I'm most excited about. That's coming up really soon. Sounds amazing. Yeah. You'll just go to um, either Instagram at Lindsay Darger. You can DM me directly, or there's a link in my bio where you can click to apply for the program. Mm -hmm. And then uh, my podcast uh, is called Sexual Sovereignty. I'm getting that up in like the next two weeks. I have already two pre-recorded episodes and I'm working on a third. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I mentioned, I had a really amazing guest conversation. So if you guys want to check out uh, Sexual Sovereignty, please do so. And other than that, if you live local in Salt Lake City, I do local pussy paint nights. My next one's coming up on February 5th and it's going to be like a Valentine's themed paint night. I want to go if you live here, you better be there because it's so fun. And you get to meet a lot of really amazing women that are in the local community here who are on like the same journey as you are wanting to learn more about their sexuality and also feel supported in that. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's everything for now, but thank you so much for allowing me to talk about it. Of course. It's so much fun. I I wish that I could be the one all be all for my audience and my listeners. Like I can, I can teach you guys everything, but I can't. And that's why I feel so blessed to have like amazing friends or just people in my community that I can, you know, lead some of my girls to, to you. Like if my girls ask me about sex, I'm, I'm just like, go to Lindsay or, you know, whoever, if they're asking me about something else, because it's just, um, yeah, I just feel so grateful to have somebody that can, is knowledgeable about this and can really teach about this. Cause, um, yeah, I'm just hoping that any of my listeners that are feeling curious about this and are intrigued, I just want to just send them right your way so that they can learn further from you. Cause I just, yeah, I know you have so much to share and I really, I want to try and fly to Utah for your your next um, pussy night. I want to come so bad. And just so you guys know, just stay tuned. Um, cause I, like I said, I think earlier, I'm going to be turning that into a virtual webinar yeah. or just something that if you do live out of state, if you want something like that, DM me and be like, Hey, will you like make that virtual? Yeah. Yeah. If I get enough people like reaching out, I'll like, it'll happen sooner rather than later. But as yeah. you just heard, I have lots of upcoming goodies. So I'm focused on so all of that and uh, that will come eventually as well so I'm so excited for you thank you thank you thank you thank you I seriously love you appreciate you so much and I know I speak for my audience as well and they just like just thank you so 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 much for taking your time and sharing all your wisdom with us and um again everything that Lindsay just shared you know the websites um, about like the erotic blueprint um, the video of her demonstration, her Instagram, her application for her program, like everything will be linked down below. So it'll be super easy for you guys to yeah, get connected with her. And um, yeah, as always, if you guys love this episode, make sure you share it on your story, tag both of us. Um, yeah, share it with somebody that you think might need it or might benefit from this. And we can just keep sharing, sharing this love and sharing this, this wisdom. Um and yeah, so, so much. Yeah. And I just want to wrap up by saying thank you for the role that you've played in mm. my entrepreneur journey. You oh. definitely played a big, big key role in that. So I just want to say thank you. Mm. And thank you for having me on your show. I, I fucking love you. Oh, I fucking love you. I feel honored to even, you know, been able to support you and then mm. see where you are now. Like, I'm just, I'm just so proud. So proud.
Yeah. I'm like to even say like, oh, I had a little, a little part to play in that. It feels good because (laughs) yeah, you're just going like huge, huge places. So I'm, yeah, I'm honored. All right. All right, guys, we love you. We hope you have a beautiful week this week and I will catch all of you guys in my next episode. Bye guys. Bye.